to Word and Testimony. We're back in our series on the image, and we are processing through what's going on uh, with the image and likeness of God and um, how we understand it, why it matters to us, uh, and hopefully that leads us into some serious conversations around uh, what we need to do with it, um, the dignity and worth of human beings because of it, and how we live. So we're going to get started with uh, this concept today. We're talking about in his image, what is it? Well, I think for a long time, Christians have discussed what it means exactly uh, to be in the image and likeness of our creator. I think we have a general sense of that. We believe we're made in the image of God, and I think we use that as a basic premise, a kind of starting point for understanding the dignity and value of human life, human persons. However, what the image and likeness is or are uh, has always been fuzzy. It doesn't feel like it's got really well-defined edges and clear understandings to it. I think many have suggested that being in the image and likeness is some set of characteristics some set of characteristics or capabilities, uh, categories maybe, of, of, of things that belong to us as human beings that are unique in some way to us as human beings. When we discussed this concept in, in a master's class that I was taking, uh, Back when I was doing my master's degree, we were we were given sort of five primary I don't know, categories or abilities, uh, characteristics, maybe that described the image of God in humanity. Those categories, in no particular order, were language, rationality, relationship, creativity, and spirituality and morality. Uh, this part of us that's connected to God and connected to principles of right and wrong that that reach beyond our existence right here and, and right now that that have um, sort of transcendent qualities to them so much of the conversation that we had in that class was actually focused on unique ways in which these things belong to human beings exclusively or belong to human beings in in ways that set us apart Ways in which we use or engage in these five categories that, that, are, that are different from the ways anything else does. Humanity is, is unique in these five spaces, perhaps. But I think that if we want to talk about you know, characteristics or, or sets of categories that make humanity unique... I, Maybe that's a helpful enterprise. I, I, what, what I found to be more helpful for me going forward is let's look at Jesus Christ. Because I think Jesus gives us ways to think of the image of God through his own incarnation, life, ministry, crucifixion, and resurrection. Through his teaching in the parables. Like fundamentally as Christians, we believe that human beings reflect who and what God is to his creation. And the other way around, his creation back to God. But beyond that, the conversation is really broad for what the image is and how we understand it. And I'd, I'd like to find a focal point in that breadth. And I think the best place for us to look is Jesus Christ, God, incarnate, 
God with skin on. God in human flesh. Fully God and fully human. The incarnation of Jesus Christ. His sinless life and ministry, his crucifixion and resurrection. It's so significant to our understanding of what it means to be the image of God. Since Jesus in his humanity embodied that image perfectly. And we are being remade into his image, Romans 8, 29. I think it's a, it's a significant starting point for us. It gives us a focus, a place to take off. Colossians 1, 15 and 1, 19 tell us that he is the image of the invisible God. And in him, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. If we want a space where the image of God is clearest, it's in Jesus Christ. And our example of what it looks like to, to be and to live as the image and likeness of God is found in Jesus Christ. And so we should direct our attention there. Jesus told Philip in John 14, 9, that whoever has seen me has seen the Father. He says in other places of the Gospel of John, I and the Father are one. Theologian Karl Barth said that the full self-disclosure of God is revealed to us in Jesus Christ. There are a lot of ways to explore the idea of Jesus as revealing to us the identity of God and what it means to live as the image and likeness of God. However, I believe that we can really boil all of that down to one sort of focal concept, one centerpiece. There's a ton of branches that'll come off of this for depth, for applicability, for the breadth and scope of what all it means to be in the image. But I think it all comes down to 1 John 4, 7 through 12. That passage tells us that God is love. It describes that love as sacrificial. Fully concerned with somebody else's best interest. Jesus told his disciples, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father, I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock and one shepherd. For this reason, the father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. I think this is really important. I think this is really important. Our first understanding of God from Jesus Christ, our primary place to, to, to take our cues from Jesus and what it means to be the image and likeness of God is the selfless, sacrificial love that he has for us. 1 John 4, John chapter 10. He laid down his life for our benefit. Not just in his crucifixion, but in his incarnation. He laid, he, he, he set himself aside and did what was best for us. The fullness of God is expressed in Jesus Christ. Love incarnate. He showed us this love in his crucifixion and resurrection. But also through his his sinless life and ministry, the way he interacted with people and taught. He selflessly prioritized the will of God for our good, prioritized us at every turn in his incarnation, life, ministry, crucifixion, and resurrection. As people made in the image of God, this love, this 
agape from 1 John 4, 8 should be the central defining characteristic of our lives. Jesus says that we will be known by our love. In Matthew 13, 44 through 46, Jesus gives us two parables. He tells us the parable about a man who finds a treasure in a field and sells all, sell, sells all that he has to buy that field. The other is about a merchant who finds the most valuable pearl in the world, sells all that he has to buy the pearl. I think many, if not most of us, if not maybe all of us, have looked at those parables and thought, well, this is a, a paradigm for us in giving up all of these things to acquire the kingdom of God. However, in all of the surrounding parables, the man or the merchant or the owner or the um, all of the all of those characters in the surrounding parables is God. They're depictions of God. They're representations of God. And so if we look at these two parables and we take that idea and, and we think about it that way, then we would understand the man who finds the treasure or the merchant who finds the pearl as a description and depiction of God. God willing to make great sacrifice in order to acquire his treasure. He will give up everything in order to purchase that field or that pearl because of the immense value of that treasure. Thinking this way about the parable puts us in the place of the treasure or the pearl, worth everything to the man who buys them. So God is the one who will voluntarily give up everything to get his valued treasure. Paul put it this way, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. But he emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. Incarnation. Being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient, by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross, the crucifixion. Therefore godly is, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, the resurrection and the ascension, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Being the image and likeness of God means that, like Jesus Christ, we love sacrificially. We will sell all that we have to acquire that prized treasure. In that way, our response to the love of God is with a love like His. So maybe we end up back with us selling all we have to buy that treasure in the parable anyway. But now, understanding it as a response to the way our God loves us. Being his image means loving as he loves. First John tells us that as he is, so are we in this world. He loved us such that he gave up his place on high to become like us, die in our place and be raised for us. And so now we love him by giving up our claims on this life, surrendering it to the good God who made us like himself in the first place. Until next time, it was good to see you.